Spoiler alert. Oh, this is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? Hey! Got to, got to pay back! Revenge! I'm mad! Got to get back! This week, No Fucking ZD is back. Shut the fuck up about it. We're talking about the principles of the solar system, the bus back from seeing Jersey Boys, and the Departed soundtrack. It's fucking killer. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. Wow. Wow. Here we go. It feels so good to be back. It's been a long week since our last episode. <laughs> Walk like what a man. Did you say the, the, the last three and a half years have just flown by or whatever he says <laughs> about his mother? I mean, we basically thought that like the world couldn't get any stranger. And so it, unless we brought back, we came back to do, you know, the final episodes. That was my yeah. thought, at least. I felt the same way. Um, you know, people, uh, they, they need us. They're home. Um, they're alone. They're separating everybody. Everyone's home alone. Um, yeah. we're, we're not yeah. together right now. We should, uh, we're, 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 we're isolating. We're social distancing. I don't want anyone freaking out. Like we're not together in the same room. Yeah, no, we're, we're apart, but we're together. And we just spent 45 minutes ironing out the technical end of, uh, recording this thing. Yeah. But we're, we're both, um, basically in trouble with our wives because they have to be quiet in the other room <laughs> while we do this. <laughs> yeah. I, ki- I kicked my wife off of the Wi-Fi because it was slowing our FaceTime down. So I don't know. What yeah. And doing. we don't even need the face. We don't even need the FaceTime. It could just be audio, but you know what? It's for chemistry and yeah. chemistry is important here at NFC. It is. I know. I, I had to be looking at you. I'm very excited that I am now. Um, what are you drinking tonight in quarantine? I'm just looking at myself, by the way, the little box of myself. Oh, <laughs> oh no, I've made myself I have, full I have, screen. I, have, I switched I have the boxes. A, I have a post-it over your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I've am i got a, a little lineup here. I got a little bourbon happening. Nice. And, it, and you know, it's corona time, so we're all trying to conserve and mm-hmm. budget a little bit. I found a great... Um, style of bourbon that is literally it's just a giant bottle and it just says american bourbon company sick i like that yeah it's um it's not glamorous but it gets the job done and if if you have you have any rusty bolts or anything like that you can it'll it'll take that right off you know what are you drinking uh i'm drinking a a, a india pale ale uh called hyali which is very good and they don't sponsor the show, oh, like so that. that's that's as much as I'm going to say about them. Well, neither does American Bourbon Company. I mean, like yeah. I feel like you're drinking something really nice. Like mine is like when Wiley e. Coyote goes to buy whiskey, it just says like Acme whiskey. That's like what I'm drinking right now. That's awesome, though. 
I'm drinking this because yeah. I'm in a place that apparently is not selling liquor anywhere right now. So I, I, I and I, I'm running out of scotch, and so I decided I had to get myself a nice six pack of something nice. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, I really thought that that was a a lapse in judgment on your end when you told me that you went you know on the lamb essentially is what you're you're on the lamb yeah and you're you're out in the sticks and you brought a bottle of nice scotch and i didn't know why yeah because i feel like volume is really the key here well right now. i finished my cheap bourbon and because it was cheap and i we had that we had a house party a couple nights ago uh you were, you were there um you know a house party app party and i drank a lot of it then which i probably should have conserved it a little more but i didn't so wait we should we should clarify for our our friends out in radio land hmm. that when you say house party you mean the app that like we 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 facetimed right is what yeah. you're trying to say and you you drank heavily while we video chatted right and we played games and we yeah, we should add that our wives both subsequently fell asleep. Yeah, and we we kept on going <laughs> until very late. We basically like stayed out late that night just on a, a video app instead. I know, and we were still hungover. Yeah, yeah, it felt like I'd been out all night long, which was fun. I have well, to it was it was it was really immersive. It was like AR because I even got the whole spiel from my wife in the morning where she was like, "You and Brendan have to stop staying out so late." Like, we didn't even go out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. what a fucking! I I just feel like this is a Twilight Zone episode. It's very if weird. It was a Twilight Zone episode. It would start right now. You know, yeah, like right in this morning. You have to figure out what's going on. Right. Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, I I I'm going back and forth between feeling freaked out and not feeling freaked out. But you know, yeah, it's a, a weird time. Very weird time. Well, luckily you're. You're out in the sticks. I'm I'm here in 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 Brooklyn. Yeah. Still. Haven't gone anywhere. Still walking the dog. How's that? Um, how are still, the, how are the how's the social distancing going out there? It's okay, but like you gotta really tell people to get the fuck out of the way sometimes. You I know? know. Like yeah. and and I gotta tell you, there's elitism. People with the masks, the people with the masks will just like walk right walk right toward you, you know? Like <laughs> It's like, and it's like this whole like class system here where like some people have the masks and they just go everywhere they want, but not everyone has a fucking mask. And I'm like, I'm zigzagging, I'm jumping out of the way, you know, yeah. like it's, and some people are just aren't putting in that much of an effort, but it's New York city. So it's totally reasonable to be like, Hey, get the fuck away from me. I mean, you know, this city, we just don't, we don't tell it like it is enough, you know, no. I'm glad that finally we're doing it. Yeah. New York is not known for that. Yeah, we. I'll have you know that in New York City, um, "quote unquote" beverage stores are considered an essential service. <laughs> yeah, praise well, God, as they should be. Yeah, we we were we're just working uh, in the same one bedroom, one tiny room apartment, and uh, we left not because we're scared. We are not scared, uh, but we really just needed some space. <laughs> and so we are one of those New Yorkers that the rest of the country is mad at because they think that we're spreading it. Although we have not touched anything or interact with a single other person. And uh, well, you know, you know, New Yorkers are mad at you too. They're we've been I talking. Know. I there's, know. There's talk of not letting you back in because you ditched us. Yeah. Well, we might deserve that, but you know, I have to say it's wonderful out here. So uh, wherever I am, um, 
And uh, what are you fucking Ted Kaczynski? You don't want to share that you're in <laughs> rural Pennsylvania? Like no one knows what the fuck. Is. <laughs> you think someone's gonna find you? They're going like, to find on. me. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I just, I think of the, I just really do still think of the mailman who told us once upon a time that he listened to our podcast on the yeah. route. Yeah. That changed my life. That was my favorite thing ever. Um, I hope he's still out there and healthy. And yeah, I think about that guy uh, often. I hope he's doing well. <laughs> he's, he's what well, keeps us my, going. My other favorite tweet is uh, when we, at, so it, it, it was actually, that was the best Twitter thread I think we ever did. Today, um, by the way, no. Well, the, the, I, I really liked it today because as we record this, there are a lot of people out there in Radio Land, Radio Land, that um, think that it's an April Fool's joke. And right. honestly, it would be. It would be more savvy of us to tweet tweet us your questions and then not do the podcast. Right. But we don't have to post this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just for us. <laughs> yeah, we just wanted to FaceTime. Yeah. Um, and, and and record it. Yeah, <laughs> like pristine. Have a pristine recording of it right. where we make everyone else leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but like that particular Twitter thread was like amazing because we got two, my two favorite responses ever, which was the guy who I can't remember what he wrote or if it was a guy, it was a person, it was a male person, mm-hmm. um, someone who works for the Post, and mm-hmm. um, they said they listened to it on their route, which made me really I, I was touched but then someone wrote Same. someone else wrote i listen on a system that's got no balls <laughs> and that just made me that i i still i still think about that i still want to like say that to people you know yeah um it's it's been too long for sure and uh i've been itching i know the people have been itching i mean sopranos has kind of like really found a second life in the past year or two um, I don't want to yep. say that we are responsible for that, but I kind of feel like we're responsible we're, we're certainly for that. The go- we're certainly the, you know what they say in the, in the punk rock community, we're like the godfathers of the scene. Yes. I, I strongly agree. Um, I mean, we, yeah. you know, like there's multiple podcasts now, the entire fucking cast has podcasts now. Uh, which... I know. I can't believe we let, we let fucking, we let Sharipa in on our pod and then he just takes the idea. Listen, yeah. I don't want to say that like we thought of the whole idea of the podcast, but we kind of thought of it first and, um, had him on Look, our show. We did, the f- we did the first episode by episode Sopranos pod and not only were we the only one for like lowercase o only for a long time, we were capital O only for a long time because then there were other yeah. ones. But yeah, but to be honest, we've we've listened to like one of them. <laughs> we know there are other ones yeah. out there now. Um, but yeah, Steve Sharepa and Michael Imperioli now have their show. And I'm finding out today when I logged into Twitter for the first time in about a year. Uh, that Dre DiMatteo is starting a show as well. Um, Adriana, of course. And so... Dre DiMatteo. Dre DiMatteo. Oh, um, I say it the white way. But that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> well, I guess I say it the wrong way. Uh... Uh, but she <laughs> she has a, a podcast as well. Uh, Made Women, I believe it's called. We'll check it by the end of the, by the, end of the episode. Um, I can't believe she didn't call us. <laughs> that's what I'm saying is I'm very upset that none of these people have reached out to us, especially Steve. Um, well, Steve has both of our personal email addresses. Yes. People don't know this. But when we when we hit up Steve's manager to ask about this, and by the way, nothing but nice 
niceness like, yeah, no, all over that entire exchange. That was the that was one of the easiest things that like like you know, Brendan and I both, you know, we rub shoulders with the celebrities every so often, you know, and like that Sharipa thing was like one of the easiest things that I've ever done in my life, like getting I, yeah. him on the show. He was like so down. It, it, like usually it's like pulling teeth. Like his manager was immediately like, I think he's into this. Why don't you just email him directly? Then right. put him on the thread, <laughs> you know? And Steve wrote us back. He was like, cool, I like it. And then he calls me on the phone. I mean, did we ever tell this story? I really like this story. So I, I The thing is, is I don't remember. And uh, you know what? Let's Whatever. just tell it anyway. Who cares? Yeah. Look, I got some time on my hands, so I'm just going to go down memory lane. <laughs> yeah, where is, what is anyone doing right now that they can't listen to the story again if they've heard it already? Yeah, so basically, um, Steve, uh, he hits me, he, 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 he replies to the email, which like blew my mind. That was like the first big thing. It, like my head just like, like completely exploded yeah. when he responded to the email initially. And then he's like, he's like, cool what's your phone number? And I gave it to him like, like right away. And I was like, I don't know why he wants my phone number, but like, you know, I had like a whole spiel. I was like, we have great listeners. They'd love it, you know? And like, we're okay. But it was like, it was like the spiel was mostly about the listeners. And like, I think they'd really appreciate it. And like, we, you know, we started this shit, this Sopranos podcast shit. And so like, we want you in there. And, so my pitch email was fine, and he just responds like, cool, what's your phone number? And I said, okay. And I'm at work one day, and I get a phone call from a number in California, and it didn't look like a spoof call. It wasn't like my mom's phone number but changed by one digit. Right. It was like – it was a legit like someone's calling me who I don't – who's never called me before, but I know this person. Or it's like something – they're they're calling me on purpose. It's real. Right. And I, I kind of knew, and I like look at my phone, and I'm just like, there's no fucking way. Like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> and I, I'm in a meeting, and I was like, you guys, actually at the studio where we recorded it. So, <laughs> and so in the meeting, and I'm like, can I just, and everyone's like, by all means. And I, I, I fucking answer the phone. I'm like, hello? He goes, I just hear Evan. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, <laughs> Steve Sharupa. And I was like, I immediately stood up and gave the whole, like, you know, the big finger you throw at people when you're like, I got to go. I got to take this right now. Like, yep. like, you know, I gave the big finger and like ran out of the room and he just had a couple of questions to make sure we weren't fucking idiots. <laughs> and, <laughs> Which we like, are. Let's be honest. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to think that I tricked him, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just that phone call, like literally, I think I texted you or called you right after. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You called me and I was actually, uh, standing in Martha Stewart's studio kitchen at the time. <laughs> That's not a joke. I was like working on editing something there and I ran into the kitchen cause she had just finished. And I was like standing in an empty Martha Stewart kitchen when you called, and I was just like, oh my god, this is fucking crazy. And then he stole our concept. Right, so that's the thing. And he has yet to reach out to us. Uh, we, I mean, we, we had him on the show, we promoted his sauce, uh, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to think that we were pretty integral to his success. I mean, I gotta say, you yeah. know, like... I mean, who had heard of I, him before I, that? 
I favored his tweets. I mean, come on. I do too. <laughs> he, he favorited ours for a little while too. And then uh, we stopped recording. And then and we, I was, stopped, we stopped tweeting. Yeah. yeah exactly. Well, I was simply too afraid to open the Twitter app when I saw that there were 99 plus notifications. <laughs> and it had been months oh, since God. we recorded anything. And I was it all felt, of the notifications are like the little lightning bolt that say like someone else started a uh, Sopranos podcast. Your thunder has been stolen. Right. <laughs> and also um, we did miss Sopranos con. I don't think ultimately one of us was not here that weekend. Uh, Wasn't but, I getting married? I didn't. No. Didn't we get asked to host? We got asked to host something for that. We did. I and do then recall. I don't think we were going to be around and uh, it happened without us. Um, so which is fine, except yeah. for the fact that we, we have the matching Sopranos jackets. Like, I know. Just so that everyone's clear. Yes. I have the varsity jacket and then I bought Brendan one for his birthday. He won't wear it out like with me. Like, and I'm, I'm very, I'm talking to the audience here. I'm still hurt by this after all these years. And now we're socially isolating. We missed our shot. We're never going to see each other again. (laughs) Bars don't exist anymore. (laughs) We could never go out and be social again. Uh, no, we, you're right. We, you're right. We should. We once, once this whole, once this is lifted in mid August, we should wear those extremely heavy duty jackets (laughs) out in public together. And just like denim shorts and Tim's or something like that. I think that's the move once we uh, get out of isolation. So I feel like it's worth saying that there was a lot of life stuff that happened. Brendan and I both finally became successful um, at our respective uh, uh, trades. That is to say, we both finally landed those unpaid internships that we were trying to get finally for years. Yeah. Um, foot in the door. Feels good. Foot in the, foot in the door. Yeah. Married internship. We have it all, you know? Um, but I, I don't know. One of the other things is here's my segue. You're going to love this segue. Um, one of the things about this episode is that this is a hard episode. I did not want to talk about this episode. It was, yeah. When I, when I watched it, uh, it was just like, it felt awful because we, I, I really hadn't watched the show in a while and it felt, it felt shitty to jump into the most depressing thing possible. Not that, uh, you know, that Christopher's a good guy or anything, but I loved the character Christopher and, uh, it was mm-hmm, sad. Mm-hmm. So sad to have to jump in here for sure. I, I, I yeah, I, I know. I, I did not like seeing him go as, uh, Sam Elliott says in the big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. And it's it's too hard because it's it, the show kind of takes a turn where they're trying to lay like, you know, my wife was like, like kind of cruising around in the house while I was rewatching the episode. And and I'm in the same boat. I haven't watched a ton of Sopranos recently, mostly because it makes me feel bad that we <laughs> haven't finished. Yeah, the podcast. I felt it felt like homework that I hadn't done in a really yeah. long time. And I was just like, oh, God. That's another reason why we have to finish it, because I have to go back to watching it 16 times a year. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I was watching the episode, and my wife was just like, and she's, like, vaguely seen the whole series. I can't remember if she's seen the whole thing or just, like, doesn't care, so I don't worry about the spoilers or 
like I said, everyone, it's been like fucking 13 years or something. So just like, right. <laughs> sorry, sorry, but not sorry. Um, but she was like watching this episode and she was like, this is horrible. Like you, you've watched this for six seasons. And I was like, <laughs> no. And, and I had a moment of clarity and I was just like, I, no, they're, they really were trying to lay bare in the starkest possible terms, like what a terrible guy Tony is like yes. right at the end, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I remember when we first started the podcast, I think before we even posted an episode, we had watched like the f- first four and recorded the f- recorded the first four episodes. And then we're just hanging out. And for some reason, threw this episode on and um, going from, well, like, you know, it, it, it was a party. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had all our friends over. Our friends and family were there. Um, <laughs> Let's but... get more twisted if that's possible. <laughs> uh and we yeah we skipped to this episode and going from like season one episode four meadowlands tony to like the tony killing christopher at the beginning of this episode is such like a crazy stark difference and Mm -hmm. it's just like it's insane how far down they take him but like also it is the same person at the same time like that tony was always there he was still like murdering people on the college trip with meadow and you know it's still super fucking dark but like you just yeah you know he's still in like as we say cool guy period at the beginning of the show and then cool guy yeah (laughs) but by this point it's just it's 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 bleak i mean it gets gets even more bleak from here on out to be honest but uh yeah i mean it does get more bleak but the show but i mean we're saying the same thing but it's like the show wasn't always like this, but it's there's a feeling and I like this Mad Men did it too where we're like we're getting close to the end and they're they're just like the writing is just like we got to say what we want to say here. Yeah. And we're we're not going to sugarcoat it with like we've been done with shenanigans for years, like let's be honest, but this isn't even about it's like everyone is kind of who they are. And we're not exploring here anymore. It's like Carmela's in denial. Um, uh, Tony's a fucking monster. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like it's just real. It's like all right there. And this isn't a character expl- exploration. This is just like a very simple sort of like here's what happens and here's how these people react in a way that like we've helped you to ignore for or, or like in a way that you've ignored for all these years. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think, the most amazing part of this episode is, like, this is, like, the record sort of, like, like stopping. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, on The Sopranos fun. Like, it's fucking, it's, like, really over with this episode. There's, like, no fun left, basically. Yeah, totally. Um, and it's also kind of, like, I mean, I guess in a lot of ways it's, like, the same thing for Tony and Christopher's relationship, which is probably why it ends here, of course. But, like... You know, their relationship had been done for, like, a really long time. And this was just kind of, like, yeah. the death rattle of that in a, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. And. But yeah. also, like, it's it's a very black and white representation of their relationship. Yeah. Tony kills him, you know? And, right. it, and that's that. Right. Right? And, I mean, like, yeah. Um, well, sorry. And also what I wanted to say was just that, like, I think it's also not only us kind of realizing that about Tony, because, like. At this point, you probably should kind of know that. 
but like no it's I, only it's it's only it's only us just we're, be, just we're be the only here, ones yeah. that get it <laughs> Any that's other why idiot. the people need us yeah exactly <laughs> um but i also think it's kind of like tony realizing that in a little ways too i mean obviously there's a lot up to interpretation and um it's it wouldn't be the show if it wasn't that case but you know as far as the i get it scene at the end goes and just kind of what he's mm-hmm. feeling throughout but i think a, a huge part of what's going on is that he's really realizing how just dark and emotionless he is and mm-hmm. he is having a really hard time seeing everyone else around him be emotional about chris's death you know and so like he's kind of having the same realization that i think we're having at the same time where it's just like as like you said it's just it's just tony laid bare i guess and it's really kind of hard for all of us to be looking at it's very difficult it really is difficult um i mean like he in in many ways we see tony like as the audience throughout the series the way that tony sees tony yeah you know like we ride that wave of depression and the highs and the lows and all that shit. And now he's like, eh, I just don't give a shit anymore. Like I, I'm a bad guy and I got do what I do. And like, I kind of, I, I don't really have time for all these people out here. Um, well, I shouldn't say it like that. That's not like Jerry Springer shit. He's, but you know, he's just like, I don't want to be around all these people who have all these fucking feelings because I'm not one of those people. Right. And it makes me angry to be around them because I don't experience that. And so I'm just going to descend deeper into my world. And yeah. like he says that. And then, and, and so naturally we go with him because of the way the show is structured and the way that the tone of the show sort of like follows his, his emotional arc. Um, and this is when it gets fucking like really like everyone just becomes complacent. Like there's no one watching this who's like significant other or whatever walk into the room. And they're like, wow, he's really fucked up. Like, how did you ever enjoy this show? Mm-hmm. There's no one who who says like in the context that I had tonight, there's no one who says like, no, 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 he's fine. It's just blah, blah, blah. It's always like, yeah, well, you know, it's the end and like it's this is Tony, you know, like yeah. the, no one's mincing words about it. no one's watching this and getting from it, you know, any, anything else. And, and it's a really, it's an emotional note that the show doesn't hit prior to this. I feel like, like, that's in just what like way? very, like, it's so transparent. It's almost like, it's like, um, you know, his eyes when he's fucking killing Christopher, like on the mm-hmm. nose, um, does anyone else think it's ironic that like they used his nose to kill him when Richie Friel was like <laughs> talking about his nose so much? Um, I mean, oh my God, hang on. Ariane's got a piece of bacon for me. Oh my God. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> um, Leaving the sun. So, like, so, but it's like his, like the tone of the show, like becomes like, um, like those dead eyes that he has. That's like, right. that's, that's, that's what, that's what's up with the show right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's the bottom line for me. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, you're, you're like, you're spot on. And I think it also kind of relates to like a lot of the stuff that they've talked about in the show before, or at least that Tony's tried to deal with in many ways with like, you know, whether or not he's a quote unquote toxic person, you know? Um, yeah. It's this kind of thing reminds him of that i think it's like kind of laying bare the things that we're 
feeling about him and the way he's feeling about himself, but like he doesn't like feeling that way, uh, which is why he, you know, throws away the cleaver mug, why he's so upset with Joanne Moltisanti and Kelly Moltisanti, I forget Kelly's maiden name now, and why he ultimately just has to like fuck off to Vegas just because like it's like too much to be around because it's reminding him of like just who he is and the kind of person he is and how many many people's lives he's ruined. Yeah. Which, you know, speaking of, I guess we can just jump right to this now, but that dream that he has where he's just totally honest with Melfi still, even now kind of just freaks me out. It's just so totally unexpected when he's just like laying, he's just saying like, I've murdered people before. Like my cousin, Tony and my best friend puss. Like I, it's the tone. It's the, it's the tone. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it is. Um, he he says he says I've murdered friends before. You know, like you know, yeah. it's like you could be talking to anyone. Like you know, I've cooked a lot of potatoes, and like the way you want to think about it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's like kind of is it flippant or is it just me? You well, know, I think it's just totally honest though too. I mean, that's why of course, like it's that's why it's so like insane when you're first watching it and not realizing it's a dream because it's just like. I think these are the things he like really wants to say because he knows who he is and he knows what he's capable of. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course the struggle, the entire series has been like being the one person on the outside and then the other person on the inside. And, you know, he has that dream and it's like the most honest he's ever been with himself and with his dream Melfi there, you know, because then they cut to the real therapy scene a few scenes later and it's kind of like he uses that dream as practice where he's like, you know, I've seen my friends die from accidents before, but he can't really say what's going on. Although he like clearly just really wants to. Well, but he does a good job of like getting out of the therapy session what he was trying to I don't know. He he like what didn't tell the truth in the real session, mm-hmm. but he wound up sort of saying what he wanted to say, which was "fuck Christopher," basically. Yeah, I don't care. Right. I mean, he didn't he didn't say I killed him, but he essentially said, you know, he starts out with like, oh yeah, it's really sad, and like his wife and his kid and like all that shit. But then it's sort of like you know, but like see it from my perspective you know mm-hmm. he was a fucking drug addict he was a liability you know blah 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 like all of that shit and manages to convince manages to say it in a way that like you know he's comfortable with right but he's essentially saying the same shit which is like no fuck this kid who cares actually it's a good thing you yeah know what i mean yeah which i think is also like kind of uh you know, a difficult thing. Because I'm still not totally sure, and maybe I've said the opposite before on the podcast, but I'm still not totally sure he's, like, a full-on sociopath with, like, zero emotion. You know? Like, I think he actually is, like, only about 80% of the way there or something, you know? Because I think he actually feels Mm. something. And unless it's at least just embarrassment or shame or guilt or whatever, but... He feels somewhat bad that he's not feeling worse about Christopher's death and that he's also feeling like you're talking about this like relief that it's over and this mistake, quote unquote, that he made is like Mm -hmm. undone, you know, Um, he I mean, he clearly wishes that he well, 
actually, ne- never mind. Sorry, finish your thought. No, that's it. That's that's the last thought I have on this, actually. Well, so well, <laughs> well, well, I was gonna. Uh, <laughs> that wraps all right, it up. Well, we'll, see, we'll see it. We'll see it next year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, what I was gonna say was like, I feel like it's, um. Well, what I was going to say was that, like, well, clearly he wants to feel those emotions and he's mad because he can't feel them. Yeah. But that's actually wrong because he also killed Christopher. And so it's like he doesn't he's actually he's his emotions are guarded and toxic, you know, and all that shit at the same time. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, And. I think that I think it's the beauty of the show, man. I really do think that, like he's a sociopath, but not all the way. And we can all find something to relate to him in. Everybody's like, Mm -hmm. everybody's fucked up and weird. Everybody's got their thing. They're not all killing their fucking nephew. Um, I hope, (laughs) but like, there's something in there that like keeps us, I mean, to, to, to zoom like way the fuck out for like a hot second. This was the first protagonist villain on, in terms of like, just like blockbuster television mm-hmm. for America, at least. And, um, you know, that, that goes a long way as far as giving credit to the show because they did such a good job of keeping him interesting, keeping him fun. You know, he's a cool guy, <laughs> um, all of this stuff. And for them to go to this place where he fucking killed Chrissy and everybody's looking at the screen going, how the fuck, how could he, but you know what you realize like a second later as he after he kills him and he calls 911 and, you know, you're looking at the screen and you're going, fuck him. Like when he, that that amazing shot of him laying down on the gurney mm-hmm. and um, with his like fucked up face and it's all like overexposed and shit or like whatever the fancy word you have is <laughs> like you go. Yeah, but Chrissy sort of dug his grave. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's you start to go there with him. It's right. amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess like from a business, you, yeah, you get you get into that mindset where you can see it, and as, as in terms of just like the business aspect of it, I guess as Tony would probably say, where it's just kind of this guy was literally a liability. You know, if he was working, if he was working for you at like a Dunkin' Donuts and he was showing up high and fucked up all the time, like you would have also fired him. And so you would have killed him. Basically. Yeah, you would have you actually <laughs> killed him and left his child fatherless. Yeah, that's what I was that's what I was getting to. Is that if you worked at Dunkin' Donuts and you were a manager, you'd kill your employees. <laughs> um, Only the ones who suck. Yeah, you right. Know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we should talk about because uh, we we uh, we didn't we sort of naturally segued into this, but uh, of course, like that whole scene is just totally shocking um even if you are kind of prepared to let go of christopher which i think like you know it's the last season you know there are going to be major deaths i think if you Mm -hmm. had to go back in time before this happened you would probably pick christopher as being one of them just because he's you know he's not he's not tony or carmella but he's like the he was a major character who would have like a a huge emotional impact if he were to be killed off Mm -hmm. um still though they do it in the first like eight minutes of the episode you know, it's there's no real build up to it. Um, the, you know, like a lot of the time, even on this show, but on most TV, uh, especially on lesser shows, if you will, 
uh, they'll do like <laughs> I, I will. <laughs> they'll do like a spotlight episode about a person before they're killed off. Um, rarely does a show pull off something like this where like a top probably three main characters just killed off in the first ten minute ten minutes of a of an episode and. A, fairly unceremonious way you know it's uh, well if we were trying to sell commercials here we'd probably say let's let's stretch this out a bit you know tony in some bullshit cbs show what does this actually look like tony has chris sort of hostage in the car being right. like you know i think i should probably kill you and tony's like and chris is like no 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 for like a fucking 45 minutes you know right and then he finally, at the very end, dies with like lots of like cellos and shit. You know I was what say, I mean? Yeah. The music, there'd be like, <laughs> I mean, or just a hit pop song, like heavy on the piano, which I feel like I should, uh, I should edit that and post it. <laughs> Do it, make it. I mean, I, I, I still think one of the greatest music cues of all time in a movie that's like not, like that's not a top one hundred movie or anything like that. Um, and I only fuck with top 100 movies. Uh, <laughs> um, one of the greatest music cues of all time is uh, is uh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. When um, Peter Skellen or whatever Skarsgård mm-hmm. is like getting ready to fucking, he's in his kill room and he puts on fucking Enya. That, yep. shit's, that shit scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Like so hard. It's so good. I, I know. They should have done that here. And I... I really, yes, sail away. <laughs> I think it could have been like that or like, um, like Obla D, Obla Da might have been <laughs> fucking interesting. <laughs> that would be very Tarantino um, Reservoir Dogs of them to do that. Well, then let's not do that. Because <laughs> David Chase is, David Chase is not a feat man. Like we know this. No, really um, not. Yeah. So, I mean, my segue here is basically that um, – wait, fuck. We're going to have to edit this moment out maybe because I can't rem- – um, I'm starting to forget what I was going to say. Well, basically like, you know – oh, here's my segue. No, fuck it. Keep this in. Fuck it. Okay. It's corona time. Keep yeah, it in. Don't edit. Um, I'm probably not going to, so – that's the show. Good yeah. night. Um, so what I was going to say was, you know, you were mentioning the idea of this, uh, an episode that like features heavily, uh, you know, someone who's going to die mm-hmm. and they might even die hard, maybe even with vengeance. <laughs> but um, what I think was a very astute observation from way back was that when we get a Chrissy episode, we get an AJ episode. Mm-hmm. And... I've always noticed that since I started watching Sopranos with you. It's one of the things that made me fall in love with you years mm-hmm. ago. Go, go and on. And to this day. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we did our wedding vows, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Over FaceTime. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about that as I rewatched the episode because in even in the writing, it's like every aspect of it. If I was going to make this a segue, I wouldn't say this part, but it's no longer a segue. It's just a point. It's just a thing. Um, even in the writing, you know, Tony usurps Christopher in every possible way. He goes and he fucks his, like, super hot prostitute college stripper chick. He, you know, he's obviously, like, collecting for Chris. He, you know, the, he's, he's making up for lost time with, like, the feelings that he had that were most pointed during the uh, Juliana Skiff debacle Mm. 
And, you know, he's going and he's usurping Christopher and he's saying, fuck him. And um, basically, like, you know, just pissing on all the fire hydrants, as yeah. it were. Eating, eating all the ravioli, as uh, Melfi says. And the thing that's interesting about it is that it even happens with the writing. Because now we get, instead of it being a Christopher AJ episode, it's now, it, it goes from initially being a Christopher AJ episode to being a Tony AJ episode. Mm. And he, so he takes over in every possible way. And that leads us to some really, okay, here's the segue for part two. Okay. The, the second act. That lead, that leads us to, uh, you know, the amazing comparison between, you know, AJ's life and where it's at and mm-hmm. what his dad's up to, to put it in like the simplest terms. And it's so brutal to watch. It's it's really hard. Totally, totally. Um, and there's probably a lot we can talk about with AJ, um, but you know, but we won't. Well, no, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just won't unless he wants to start a podcast with us. What if he started a podcast with us about like another show? You think Robin about just, getting twisted? Yes, yeah, just, <laughs> just get fucked up, just shave our eyebrows every week. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we, we should do. We should. Do, we should look into this, though. I, I, for I, when the virus is over. Yeah, um, yeah, we don't want to give it to him because we both have it. But yeah, I think that um, again, I'm I'm pretty sure it's been a long time since I've listened to our own podcast. But I think I think I remember making a lot of points about this whole season six, like six A and six B, being about fathers mm-hmm. and sons. Um, mm-hmm. and of course, I, I, th- I'm, I'm sure you did. And I, it's, it's, it's a really important observation, right? Cause even, yeah. Cause Christopher, uh, obviously had a not so great relationship with his dad or his dad just wasn't around very much. AJ and Tony mm-hmm. have a slightly better relationship, but clearly, you know, AJ wouldn't be fucking around with the, uh, the Patsy and are they both named Patsy? It's been so long now. Patsy and whatever's son patsy and carlo's son but they're both pats or yeah they, yeah um you know he wouldn't be no, it's, it's patsy and carlo yeah yeah he wouldn't be uh fucking around with them if it wasn't if tony was a different person basically let's get more into in in part b we'll talk a little bit more about um you know the aj tony the aj chrissy parallels and the aj tony and also like i think that we need to answer the question once and for all like why why did Tony kill Christopher? You know, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of reasons for it, but no matter how you slice it, the first time you, I don't care who the fuck is out there. I don't care if it's fucking, you know, uh, the goddamn rock, Dwayne, Dwayne, the rock Johnson. The yeah. first time you saw that episode, it surprised the shit out of you that he kills Christopher. Absolutely. You did not see it coming. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, again, like I, I would have if you told me before the season that he dies, I would have been like that. That makes sense, and it would even make sense that Tony kills him. But I would have expected something different. Like he went back to the FBI, or you know, just. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of do it. It reminds me a lot of the Ralph Severetto death, where it happens like, kind of just in the middle of the episode, and like there's not really a lot of build up to it, even though there's been years of build up. It's not like mm-hmm. telegraphed in the episode, and uh, yeah, it's a cool scene. But we can uh, we can take well, a little. They got too good at making television. Yeah, we're gonna take a break. They got yeah. too good at making television. I was just thinking of Tony Uncle Al's death, 
And like, basically just imagine if that death was like, not at the end of the, the episode that it's in, but just chopped off and put at the beginning of the following season. Like that's right. essentially what we're doing right now. And it, and for that reason, to me, it's brilliant television. It's amazing because totally. it, the headline becomes like, yeah, Chrissy died, but right. <laughs> what's everyone doing about it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is more interesting at this point. I feel like, I guess it, I, I think it's just smart. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's take a little break. And uh, we'll be back to talk about it. We'll, we'll break that scene down and then we'll uh, talk AJ and we'll head over to Vegas. And, and Paul, <laughs> what, what scene are we breaking down? <laughs> uh, the, the, the first one, I guess. Oh, we don't have to. Fuck it. Whatever. We'll do whatever we want. It's Corona times. Well, we're going to start over and talk about the whole episode again. Uh, so, I'm very worried we're going to actually have to do that because I fucked something up on my end technically, but it's fine. Okay, so we're going to take a break so that Brendan can make sure he recorded his microphone properly. <laughs> Which is... We'll be back. Okay. No fucking ZD is brought to you by fucking James Brown now. It was a dark day in Dallas, November 63. A day that will live on in infamy. President Kennedy was a right line. Good day to be living and a good day to die. He led to the slaughter like a sacrificial lamb. He said, wait a minute, boys. You know who I am? Of course we do. We know who you are. Then they blew off his head while he was still in the car. Bobby D. <laughs> the, the other Bobby <laughs> D. <laughs> He's back. He is back. He is back. And we're back. Um, can, well, can, can I ask you something? Because there's sometimes I watch the show and, you know, I understand so much. So much. Of course. Um, but every now and then I arrive on something where I'm like, you know what? I'd like to know what Brendan thinks of that. Mm-hmm. I got no opinion one way or the other. And... What's the deal with the Kennedy reference here? I have some ideas, but I, I want to hear it fresh from you. The Kennedy and Heidi thing. So, so uh, there's there's Kennedy. Just to just to I just want to set it up for our fans, our our fans and listeners, our clients. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they uh, this is a paid podcast, right? Um, yeah. Basically, uh, so we got the Kennedy and Heidi um, thing, right? You know, I'm on my learner's permit. Which is like a really interesting, weird thing. And then also when uh, Kelly comes in, they say, like, Jackie O, you know, mm-hmm. and or Jackie Kennedy or whatever, because she's wearing the glasses and all of that stuff. Right. Um, so there's definitely some, you know, it, it's not even subtext. It's just text. <laughs> yeah, here. basically. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Um, well, uh, what, to be what honest. Are your thoughts on that. 
I I don't totally know. I mean, I think like I I definitely re- like remember. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I definitely like remember thinking that it's kind of similar to, um, like there's that that we'll get to this, of course, but um, the <laughs> no, we the, won't. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe we won't. I don't know. Um, but there's, uh, that scene in the blue comet where Syl is shot outside the Bing and like all these Mm -hmm. strippers and customers come out and they, they watch and they gawk from afar for like a minute and then just kind of go back to what they're doing. And I, I always kind of think of that whenever I think of like the, the teenage girls, Kennedy and Heidi driving, like it's just this kind of like weird life thing where you just kind of like are driving along and every once in a while, like this crazy weird action happens, but then you just kind of keep going anyway and just keep moving along. Yeah. Cause that's just sort of what it is. Um, I know that in, in preparation for this, I had to, cause I've just been so long since we've talked about anything like critically, <laughs> I had to read the, the we, go we back haven't and read... talked in so long. We so. also, yeah. Um, but I had to go and read the, I read the AV club article about it or the, the write up about it. And the mm. writer there had a theory that it was just kind of like very similar to um, the way the guys in the mafia kind of act where they're just kind of driving along and running people off the road and then not really doing the right thing, which is probably pulling over to make sure they're okay. They just kind of like keep going and, and just like, fuck it, like whatever. They have things to worry about. They have a drug test. I got to gotta tell you, you know, I think that that. that's, I think that's a, that's a totally reasonable take, but that's, that's and you know we're always talking about NPR tote bag. That's that's NPR tote bags take like for sure. Yeah. Like, oh, they don't do, they don't do the right thing. Wow. Like how much of the show have you watched to like realize that people don't do the right thing? Like, I think that like if we and, and this is no shade to you, it's to the AV Club people, um, or maybe it's not even that. I'm just I'm I'm outraged. Basically, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm trying to say. I mean, I just think that like Kennedy and Heidi, like it represents the. I think that the whole episode is is kind of built in a way that, on some level, shows us a, a juxtaposition of different levels of awful shit, you know, yeah. and so and how different people deal with that and how it affects them. And how the baggage that you carry through this world really fucks with you. So Kennedy and Heidi, like, I think we're made to, um, we're made to feel like they're, you know, young, rich girls who are in high school. She's on her learner's permit. They're, you know, the world is their oyster, essentially. And they live in sort of a consequence-free environment. And... They, uh, wow, the more I talk about this, the more I feel like a fucking wacko just like really <laughs> reading into this. But they put it in there. Like, it's so deliberate. Like, they didn't have to, it would have been so, it would have, I have to preface this a little bit because it really would have followed suit, especially with this, like, dead eyes, like, end of the series sort of like transparency that we have going on that we talked about. It would have made total sense, like, to never see inside of that car. Yeah. Don't you agree? Totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely they so, they choose to go in there. Yeah, right. So, like, the fact that they did is there's. It's not that it's like, oh, Tony dies because her name is Kennedy and he gets shot in the head. Like, that's not what I'm saying, you know. Yeah. But 
they went there, the chaser is always saying, you know, it's all on the screen. They <laughs> and 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 they really, you know, toward the end, they got to economize there. You know, they're not going to mm-hmm. just throw that in for no fucking reason. And how much, like, in your professional opinion, how much money did that shot take? A hundred k? Like, you <laughs> Maybe, know, I mean. like they're not just they're not just going to do that. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. Of course. Like, you, you can't do anything in something like this without some line producer worried about the budget and being like t- trying to talk you out of it basically. So of course it's important if it's in there. Um, right. But it's important yeah. to someone like who knows who it is. Maybe it's not the whole writing staff. Maybe it's not David Chase. Maybe it's not, you know, whatever, but it's important to someone, which means it's meaningful on some level. I, 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 yeah. I would assume, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like my, Again, my initial feeling was that it, it's 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 very similar to that bada bing scene and just the sense that like or even like a season two episode, um, I think it was house arrest maybe, where Tony finally mm-hmm. comes back to Satrial's and there's a car accident outside the 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 deli and they all like have to run out to go see it just because like that's just sort of how life weirdly is where it's just kind of chaos and mm-hmm. people coming down the same road at the same time of night and something wild like that happens but then you kind of just like keep moving you know like that is sort of to me what the series is about in a lot of ways where it's kind of um life is sort of this weird straight line occasionally it spikes and a lot of the times it dips and then it just keeps going yeah. back to just being this like straight line and that's sort of it you know like how important yeah. are how important are the important moments? It's always like impossible to say until way after, um, or unless we get like a shot until inside you... of the car, you know. Yeah, ex- that, that's the thing. It's, I I just think that it offers such a great dimension to the whole thing because you're reminded of the rest of the world, you know, mm-hmm. and you're reminded. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just that, like I could I could live with that being the meaning behind it, where it's like, um, yeah, like we're talking about Tony's horrible traits being laid bare and therefore, you know, by, you know, trickle up shittiness or whatever, <laughs> we're we're seeing it for the entire crew. You know what I mean? And we're seeing it in Carmela as well. Carmela's in total denial the entire episode. And, mm-hmm. like, we're just getting these really, like, transparent, like, face value versions of the people that we know so well. But it's just, like, we're kind of, like, being forced to cut past the bullshit a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we get this moment where we're reminded of the way that other people live. That a really naughty night for these girls. Like, really bad. Right. Like they feel bad about it for a long time. She drove with just her learner's permit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, that like, honestly, they were probably scared to death that whole drive. I did that when I was a teenager. It was terrifying, you know, Oh yeah, yeah. like you think you might he might get like, what if we get stopped by the cops? You know, the whole thing. Meanwhile, here's Tony, who's murdered friends, you know, like mm-hmm. even family members, like blah, blah, blah. I think that it's all part of something that's really giving us this very very focused like laser beam just like hey he's awful jokes on you he's been doing this for 10 fucking years and you've been like laughing your ass off basically (laughs) you know yeah like we are it's like we're all the npr tote bag they got us yeah 
Well, they're like, no, there's nothing redeemable. Fuck you. Right. Uh, if you want to go really NPR tote bag, um, I think you just brought up it, uh, it's all being part of something, which uh, I I can't help. But I mean, like we started the season with Tony getting shot and then having that epiphany, you know, um, where everything was connected yep. and everyone was connected in some way. And I sort of think it has Kennedy and Heidi sort of have something to do with that as well, where each and every person is interconnected in a weird way, whether they are aware of it or not. Um, you know, and the idea that like a mob boss could be run off the road by two teenage girls feels very like, you know, just very in that realm of like, well, everyone's kind of insignificant actually, you know, like that was the thing that Tony had to kind of learn in his coma sequence. And then they even kind of, they, I mean, they visually bring back the coma sequence a couple times in the episode, but the first time is when he's sitting outside the car after he's killed Christopher, or actually I think it's while he's killing Christopher, another car drives by, um, another car drives by and he looks up and just sees like the headlights kind of like slowly go kind of looking like a lighthouse kind of slowly circle around him. You See, know? now, and... now, now we're getting somewhere. I've been waiting for you to finally <laughs> unhook my bra and go for it. And yeah. this is with this one is hand, by the way, one hand around the back, just kind of unhooked it very slow. And, and very when, when, when he does it, it sounds slick. like this. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, actually when Brendan unhooks my bra, it sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best um, that, that's why i love doing it uh yeah, yeah i mean my, you know it's it, it, well well done well done because i didn't even catch that one the uh the car going by i didn't think about the lighthouse but yeah i mean I, before before we go down that road real quick i just want to say yeah because we can, that we I can think really that, go down that road we're gonna go the fuck down that we're gonna go down on that road um <laughs> I think that should I make the song for this episode Old Town Road? Oh Wait, my god, maybe. It's <laughs> because it's, it's old pump and station road. <laughs> um so uh no, but the the car goes by what okay, so before we get to the lighthouse, your everything is connected thing is really good cuz all I wanted to say was Tony is the king of thinking he's solving a problem for himself, which he is. The lion, sniveling, drug addict, piece of shit, you know, all that bullshit. But he's created a whole other problem for himself, which is arguably worse because it's only kind of laying bare to himself his own um, evilness, basically. Mm. So by killing Chris, he's, you know, he's he's cleared a logistical hurdle shall we say in the business mm-hmm. context um but he's created a whole other emotional like minefield for himself essentially at mm-hmm. home that he has to deal with and the nucci Goldieri dying on top of that he's like i've had it with people like caring because like polly is like very emotional about his mother and that was like a whole thing and like nucci's not his mother but he loves her and that's a big problem for tony so he's just surrounded by people with emotions that he's incapable of and mm-hmm. he's created that scenario like nucci on her own like he'd be able to handle that but everything else is just such, all of it is like, too much you know, yeah, because yeah. he he doesn't know what it is. It's foreign, you know. It's like, I I can I can I put it in like a really crude way? Yes. I feel like for, I, I want you to. I feel like for him, it's like it's like if I watched a gay porno. 
you know? Yeah. I'm like, okay, but like, it Be doesn't, I it. can't relate. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's like, it's like you just can't, like other people that you're around may or may not get into it. Yeah. Which is fine, but like, and I'm not talking about the anger part. I'm just talking about the, like, the fact that he's just like completely inept when it comes to, or, or just like bereft of, of empathy or, or, or anything like that. And so yeah. it's like him watching like pornography. That's like not according to like his sexual orientation where it's like, cool. I see that that exists. Like it literally like does nothing for me. You know what I mean? Totally. And, yeah. and so, or maybe it's like women watching por- pornography. Like <laughs> maybe that's the, be- the better analogy. But um, the point is that he's just like, I see that you're into this, but like, honestly, like there's no reaction from me, but the, the problem is he feels like it's something that he should have a reaction from. He knows that he's totally fucked up and, and flawed. Yeah. And well, and I think, I think you brought so it up. He's mad the, at them. Right. And I think you brought it up in the first half though, where it's like, of course he's also responsible for it. Feels like he did a good thing. Wants someone else to like, he tries to get Carmela to say that she felt relief too, you know, but like, and he tries to, of course, justify by bringing up the car seat the entire time. Like, you know, these branches like would over right... and over. Yeah. Like, hey, listen, I actually kind of did a, a good thing here. I know none of, none of you guys are seeing it that way. But like, why are you guys all so sad? It's just it's very hard for him right. to process. And like Melfi told him years ago at this point for, for both us and for the show um, to own his feelings. And he just kind of can't do that. You know, like, uh, well, it's really I just... like the. I like the way that they deal with it. Like you hit the nail on the head, you know? I mean, I like the way they deal with it instead of him like sitting at the wake, like jittery with like, you know, doing that like knee, like, uh, like uh, jitter thing that people do. And like, okay, tone, like, you know, in this scene, you're really nervous, like show it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's normal Tony, but he's just telling people about the car seat it's such a great tell without making it some like stupid fucking show. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very, uh, yeah, they do such a great job of keeping it subtle. I mean, even, even going back to that, like we were talking about, like with Tony just being like so evil and now, I mean, it's, it's kind of more in your face than ever before, but I do love just, I, I suggest anyone do what we did and start an episode, watch, go back and just watch metal lands and then skip to this one and see the difference but you know yeah. if you do that you'll see the stark difference but over time it's just so subtle there's no like monologue of tony being like i realize how evil i am i did it because of this you know like the closest he comes is that dream with melfi but really it's like at, at this point the show is just on such an advanced level it's just it's still impressive mm-hmm. to me like having come, coming back now months later since the last time i've watched an episode and since we've talked about it like this it's still blows my mind just how like, like no wonder we started a podcast yeah. <laughs> i get it now it all makes sense yeah. um well yeah. you know what's funny actually is i was so i was watching the end of the series and like <laughs> we're finishing the episode maybe my favorite scene ever or one of my very favorite scenes is tony on peyote yes screaming screaming i i get it at yes. the sun Great, great, great um, and 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 our uh, the, I'm I'm re-segueing like we segued and then we unsegued and now I'm re-segueing back to the beacon, um, mm-hmm. 
because that's part of this scene as well. And you pointed out that it's part of the uh, the drive by on Old Old Town Road. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's. So basically, like the, the thing that's really interesting about watching The Sopranos with your wife is that she will often get things wrong, but be very insightful um, mm-hmm. be, because she I, I don't even know if my wife has seen the entire series. Like I was explaining this to you, like, I don't know. And, you know, my wife really well, um, but it's sort of a mystery because she like gets it. But she'll be confused about the funniest little details that turn out to be like details worth being confused about, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like she brings up interesting things to me. All my material I steal from her is what I was saying. But yeah. well, I feel like she would wa- be particularly like, insightful because of just her her studies. She's kind of studied stu- the psychological yeah, human. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, and she's Irish. They have interesting ta- they have interesting takes on the Italians, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I got my my wife, Colleen. Anyway, um, so uh, <laughs> we're watching the end and he's he's yelling, I got it. I got it. And she goes, oh, guilty conscience. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, what? And she goes, he's yelling. I did it. And I was like, huh? And I, my blood like literally ran cold because I've based like half my life on the like sheer hilarity that Tony's on peyote and the sun comes up and he screams, I get it at it because I've taken mushrooms before and I know mm-hmm. that feeling. And it's really funny to watch someone else have it. And he's like, I got it. But when she said, he says, I did it. I was like, fuck, have I gotten this wrong for like the last whole decade of my life? Like <laughs> maybe I don't know anything. And so I turned on the, the subtitles just to make sure. I was like, see, look, he's not fucking OJ Simpson. <laughs> he doesn't see, he doesn't say I he's did like, it. If I get it. If I get it. Yeah, but the if, the, but the if is silent. It's very, very, you know? yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, I love how he says I get it. And like, I just thought it was hilarious that she was like, no, he says I did it. His guilty, well, oh, guilty conscience. I mean, that was a thing for a long time. I'm sure now at this point, because it's so easy to stream and turn on the sub the subtitles. But uh, yeah, a lot of people, that, that, was the, that was the thing a lot of people said that he was like saying, he's screaming, I did it. I remember having a lot of like debates with people about what he was actually saying there. Back uh, when it, like, people, to, I mean, that's crazy. I love my wife, but those people are all are all nuts. Anyone who's really paying attention. He we always knew he said, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. I mean, I, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about what he gets there? It's hard to say, dude. It's the segue of the century. The beacon. <laughs> so the beacon like so you pointed out that we get a little a little. What's the word? Is there a film word for something that visually represents something else or alludes to something else in like a physical way? Uh, well, I mean, here I would say it's kind of like a callback, right? I mean, yes. or is there something yeah, deeper you're a, looking for? Because I don't know if I have callback. that. Callback. It's a callback, or what I like to call it, tickle. You know, sure. It's a, it's a, it's a beacon tickle. You know, mm-hmm. they tickled us with the beacon again. Yeah, technical term. Clear. Clearly, t- clearly, t- clearly, Tony's t- Leonard Malton taught me that term. Actually, yeah, the tickle. Right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it's. I didn't. I always thought about it. I always thought about the drive by, 
when he's holding Christopher's nose and the, the car comes by. And I always thought it was there because, look, we're not, you know, I've told the story about the, you know, the Bob Dylan interview where the the hippie guy is asking him, like, why are you wearing that motor, motorcycle shirt on the uh, cover of Highway 61 Revisited? And he says, isn't it about the the subjugation of the Native Americans of this country and blah, 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 blah. And then Bob goes, uh, to tell you the truth, I didn't give it much thought. And then the guy <laughs> screaming at Bob Dylan goes, I've given it a great deal of thought and like loses <laughs> his mind. Like, I don't want to be that guy, like specifically, like, but um, like the, I think that, you know, the, I always thought that the beacon going by the headlights were just saying he's cold blooded. He's a he's like we haven't seen Tony killing any anyone in a long time. The car goes by, he doesn't freak out. He's chilling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. still murdering. He's a smooth, smooth operator, you know. Right. But your your whole thing about the beacon just blew my mind, like literally, because I didn't think about it for years in the context of this episode, and then tonight I finally watched it, and the whole I get it thing is preceded by the sun, like a sun flare right. that kind of like shocks the frame for a second. And I'm like, holy fuck, it's the beacon. Yeah, and, totally. And, and so we found it twice in the episode. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that he is like, I guess he, he talks about it a little bit at the, at the beginning of next week's episode. Um, but I think he's basically just saying, like, I think he loses his train of thought or, or he like loses the the words as he's saying it. Like he's trying to describe right. next, to... next next week. Next week's episode, Amorpho, where right. he dates Gloria <laughs> Trillo. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're still <laughs> we just finished Pine Barrens. Um, but oh, I, but like for... he, he kind of loses yeah. it. He's talking about it. He's like trying to describe it to the guys at the back of Satrials and he can't really do it. Um but in this one, I think for, I think, yeah, for a second, he is, he does remember something from that, like, coma world he was in. And he does kind of think about everyone being connected or all the, the universe being connected or it all being the same principles, the solar system or, you know, just like, <laughs> like <laughs> which that's, is still I the mean, best line of the episode. That shit's amazing. Yeah, because I've <laughs> for sure good. been there, like 100% just been there. Um but uh, I don't know. I've, uh, the I'm there right so- now. Yeah, <laughs> I've got my yeah. American bourbon. My my That'll Acme get you bourbon. There too. I'm yeah. It's the, you don't need the peyote. The same I've... principle as the solar system. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, I think that I don't know. I, I've given it some thought over the years as to like what exactly it is he's getting. I think yes, it is mostly that he kind of like remembers back to you know maybe not in great detail but something from the his comatose uh you know i don't know not, not dream but the coma world he was in but i also think his it's comatose like, his comatose days <laughs> yeah but way back when um but i don't know now i'm not sure if it's just because like coronavirus is happening and i feel like everything feels just weird and and chaotic and like just things are just happening just because because they're happening but like I'm not sure that it matters what he gets in that last scene now, because knowing Tony and just kind of knowing like the human condition, we always kind of like get something quote unquote, but then like a year later, you kind of forget that thing you got 
most of the time anyway you know what i mean and with tony mm-hmm. especially he's he's tony's always having epiphanies like with melfi or on his own or whatever that like the next week are just totally forgotten he comes out of the coma and he's a stop and smell the roses guy and christopher even brings that up at the beginning of this episode in the car uh and he's just, mm-hmm. he's asking tony like well you you were talking about stopping and smelling the roses what happened to that and tony's like oh yeah i forgot about that you know like he had this life-changing moment where he got shot and almost died, came out of it thinking he was a changed person, but not even a year later, he's back to just being Tony. It doesn't matter, you know? So I don't know if the, I get well, it. But, but, but there's a, there's, there's a change to him in that scene, you know, where he's actually taking advice from Chris, which that's the interesting mm-hmm. thing to me about that scene is that like, I think that that's what makes the death worse is that there's a bait and switch there where you're like, Wow. You know, they've kind of ironed it out, you know, mm-hmm. like Chris is Chris, but he's on the, he, you know, they, they've had their squabbles and their foibles and their everything. But, you know, Chris is there for, for this really important meeting where Phil is so crass, like so crass. And, <laughs> um, and he, like and 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 Chrissy for the first time and maybe the entire series like talks some sense into Tony and Tony goes you know what you might be right and you're like fuck you know like it it's it you know it's it's not like Indiana Jones like wow they're going to make it but it's like it, it's a what do they call it in therapy a breakthrough <laughs> it's a breakthrough mm-hmm. you know <laughs> it's, it's yeah. definitely a breakthrough and then Tony just straight up murders him like right well because that's the thing i think it was uh, like the show does it all the time but the ending is the the literal act of whatever the end or the literal ending of people's storylines on the show is not really where the story ends if that makes sense like christopher's story ended last week or you know for us uh a year ago um in walk like a man like he made the choice that's no matter how much shit he has to put up with, like he's chosen this life where he's in the mafia and he's mm-hmm. decided to mm-hmm. live by this code no matter what. And it ends with him like mm-hmm. uh, planting that plant back in his front yard. Like that's it. This is where my roots are. Like I'm in the mob. It, like there's no getting around it. Like that's the end of Christopher's story. This is just kind of like yeah. the, you know, the, you know, the um, prologue, I guess, in a way. It just happens to be the scene where he is killed but like him and tony's well, relationship well, this and is, story this, was over this for a while is, this is what i was saying about tony uncle al you know like imagine they took like they could have put christopher's death at the end of walk like a man like really exactly exactly you know? yeah but then they thank you anyway that's it for me folks <laughs> i'll see you later uh, <laughs> no i, I mean well, uh, like, yeah, i mean that's that's what makes it like oh, i guess that's how they tease you though a little bit where you're kind of like oh well there's there's gonna be more but then it happens. Well, and then they st- and then they start this episode with like such positivity between him and Tony, like in the right. face of like all this bullshit from Phil and asbestos and like everything and always we are dumping here, which is my favorite. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, that's the I, best line of the, I, the whole. I believe episode. that's going to be the title of the episode <laughs> because yes, that really applies think... to us very well. <laughs> the word <laughs> dumping, I feel like they say it like. 800 times in the first 10 minutes of this episode and i've they do. I, like they do. now that i started noticing it because i like when when the guy says it he goes always we are dumping here 
I wrote down always we are dumping here because it should just be the title of the episode. Like, yeah. There's no <laughs> way the around first. that. <laughs> I mean, no, but there are, there are a lot of contenders. I've got my page here. You can probably hear my page. There like, are a few. Um, there are a few. I, I'm the asshole again. That's a really good title, but I feel like iTunes would frown on that. Um, I think that always we are dumping here is just the best. Take the roses and stick them up your ass is really good. Yeah. Um, you know, also, kid, sorry, maybe my favorite line or the fun. Can it, can we, can we say funniest line and have it not be favorite? Fucking Sill, Sill getting all emotional in Tony's bedroom. Oh, yes. Goes, Crazy fucking maniac. <laughs> <laughs> like, ever so slightly choking up. I love that. That's I know. A great scene. <laughs> it's like some streetcar named Desire shit. It's like yeah. so funny. There's a lot of great, as always, great comedic moments. Um, that one. And, and there shouldn't be. It's like unfair. I feel bad, you know. It's, but it's all just so good. What else was there? The Billy Baldwin moment, just him being at the funeral and like making a point to like nod at Tony, like, which is just such nonsense. Like he doesn't fucking care. Uh, How much did that cost? I mean, you talk about line producers. They're like, do we need this Billy Baldwin thing? Come on. Um, and then just the cosmic joke of. Polly's mom slash aunt dying at the same time as Christopher and no, no from beyond the grave Christopher one ups Polly by because no one comes to his mom's wake is like just incredible humor. Fuck, just amazing dark humor. I absolutely love that. I can't believe you. I can't believe you're dunking on me like via FaceTime. That was <laughs> that's the that's the take of the episode. It's so right good. there. I mean, like their their rivalry will just go on for eternity. That literally didn't occur to me. My stu- my little fucking pea brain, like, didn't catch that. That's like the most amazing take on Listen, this that, episode that, that I've ever That's heard. why we come here. We come here to talk it out and have breakthroughs. You know, that's just a breakthrough. Oh, we we both have fucking them. Cu- like cucked or something by <laughs> you watching Sopranos better than me. Um, well, even just like his, his mom dying on the bus back from Jersey Boys alone is just incredible humor. <laughs> I just fucking love that. <laughs> you just saying that out loud is one of the funniest things I've heard all year. Yeah. And Patsy very I don't even seriously have coronavirus. Saying yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not like, yet. Well, okay. So, do you do honest question? Do you want to hammer the beacon any harder? Like, what does Tony understand? What does he get? So, I mean, yeah. Like, like I said, I, I, I don't know. I don't totally know. I, I guess I kind of like that. I don't know. I'm not someone who needs to like know exactly what's going on. I mean, we'll get to that certainly in the last episode. Um, well, but I should be holier than thou about it. Well, I'm, I, I really, I guess it's ultimately, I, I don't know. Um, but I think that it okay. does have some, something to do with that. Like he's, I, I'm not sure he remembers what he actually experienced in the coma, but I think for a second, he's able to tap into that ever so slightly. That's, that's the big question. There's a comfort that he finds from it for yeah. sure. And, and, and we're not <laughs> sure whether it's, you know, it happens in the f- the car driving by on on the Old Town Road, or <laughs> it, or if it's only when the sun flashes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when he's on peyote, which like arguably you're, you know, I mean, we're not drug experts. I mean, we're close, but we're <laughs> we're not drug experts. <laughs> um, 
you know, one could say like that he's closer to tapping into his subconscious and, you know, Kevin Finnerty and, you know, all the what have you's from that. Yeah. Um, when he's on peyote than when he's not, I think that's fair to say. Right. Totally. And he might also just get that, like, he might be having the same revelation that, like, we're having, where it's just kind of like, oh, shit, like, Tony truly is just a monster. And maybe he's just kind of being like, yeah, Yeah. that's who I am. Like, it's, I mean, it's almost better that someone like Tony just accepts that rather than fights it, just blows up at the people around him who are totally innocent, you know? Um, Well, I got to be honest, like, what is, what, what is there left to do? with the series at this point, you know what I mean? Like this is, it's actually really smart writing. It's just like, cool. Let's like take the high road for once and just put all the cards on the table. We're not going to embellish it with fucking music or camera work or whatever. We're just going to like put you in, put you in this guy's brain in like a really sort of like an agnostic kind of way. Yeah. That. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of late Mad Men, for sure. It just has that feeling of just kind of like, what the... Like, there were so many Mad Men episodes where, like, the first 15 minutes would go by and you just say out loud to yourself just what the fuck is going on in this episode, you know? And Mm -hmm. But they all had, like, a great um, beginning, middle, and end. I mean, they, they felt like... It feels like an era of, like, American short stories that's from probably from when David Chase was growing up, I guess, like, um, I don't know, the, the, the swimmers. I mean, it's just a really cool, just contained story. It's almost like a cool bottle episode, even though like almost every character is in it. It still kind of feels like this weird short film. Yeah. But like, you know, we're on the same page. It's like, you know, Sopranos has a bottle episode and it's like, actually like kind of a treat it's exciting and it's yeah it's, it's it is stimulating well because it just like it fucks with you in a weird way i mean i i remember watching this the first time and like by the time he gets to vegas and it's just tony by himself like i i really was just kind of like is this a dream episode are we in like a weird kevin finderty land and we're okay. just here we're gonna here, have here the, we the are. rug pulled I... out from underneath us at some point like it just it, it's it's it is weird, yeah. They they pull something. No, off that, but dude, yeah. bro, the rug hath been pulled. It's over. <laughs> He's in hell. Like that's my yeah. whole thing. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go to Vegas. All right. Okay. Let's talk about the imagery. Let's talk about this woman that he's fucking. Um. First of all, like he's a total asshole when you know he's in New Jersey. I, I mean, I feel like we glossed over, like, all of the scenes. I want to know what the deal is with Carlo, but mm-hmm. I want to – I really want to talk about Vegas. Like, I yeah. really want to talk about Vegas. Um, Can I just say one thing to you? Can I quote Polly Walnuts to you and just, like, can you go by off of that means. for me? Yeah. Yeah. Hell is, hell is hot. That's never been disputed by anybody. <laughs> Very true. Very true. And then, What do you think of that? I think that, so I think I know where you're going with this, and I think it's a pretty legitimate point. I mean, uh, he is descending for sure, and yes. he's chosen to go to his play, uh, go to a, you know, uh, I was going to say a dark place, but I guess Vegas isn't really a dark place, but it a is hot, a, a, a hot, hot place hot for place. sure. Um, and he kind of was, I mean, Christopher at one point did refer to him as the devil, no? I mean... And I think even in yeah. the last episode, uh, 
I always remember thinking about that scene where they're all trying to get Christopher to drink and there's that slow pan across everyone's face and Tony is just kind of like lit up in this like cool red lighting from below that kind of makes his face look devilish. I mean, I think they're yeah. 100% they're 100% drawing some uh some parallels there for sure. Visual parallels if you will. Completely. I mean, also, can we talk about Pompeii? Like the first slot machine he sees is the I didn't Pompeii. even notice that actually. It's the first slot machine he sees is the Pompeii slot machine. When he's in like on peyote or before that? Just when he first shows up? Uh no, he's on peyote. That's the first time they go to the casino is when he's on oh, okay, peyote. Okay. Okay. Um and there is that the one with like the devil imagery above it? Is that what the, it's called Pompeii? Because there's that one with like the it's like a baby no, devil. No, no, that the, there's two. They show the Pompeii, they show the baby devil. I'm I'm just gonna say one more time, hell is hot. That's never been disputed by anybody. Yeah, and, no, I, I mean I'm with you on that. Yeah, and I don't know. I I took high school mythology to get out of taking like real English at that point. Um, <laughs> it's just my journey. It's cool, man. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, and the hero's journey, the descent into the underworld. I love the the things that that the show pulls from uh, Greek Greek tragedies and Greek mythology. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I I do think that this is it's it's not a hero's journey, but I think they're they're doing the descent into the underworld in a really fun way, you know. And they're just deciding to like throw that in there. Yes, agreed. And I also think even within the show. I mean, now I'm all fucked up because I forget if it already happened or if it's about to happen on the show. But Carlo references that Twilight Zone episode where the dude, uh, I think it already no, happened. No, that's in Chasing It. Chasing It. Yes, it already I, happened. Um, uh, Rocky Sullivan. Rocky. Guy, or not Rocky Sullivan. Yes. Maybe. It's um, Rocky something. He, right. He dies, goes to what he thinks is heaven, and he's basically gambling and winning he's he's winning big gambling the way tony is here um and then it turns out that although it feels like he's in heaven because everything's going his way he's actually in hell which is certainly true of tony you know with the fucking luck on this guy like walking away from these car wrecks all the time well but but the difference i mean he's really he's 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 really changed like the difference is that like you know he's no longer he's rocky sullivan but he's down with it you know, and that's yeah. that's the big change between then and now. Right. He's like, maybe... no, he's like, I don't give a shit. Like, I want to win the big hands. I want to get the girl because I say that, I, oh, I want to fuck you. She's just going to fuck me, you mm-hmm. know, and like he doesn't care about anything else. Like, it just doesn't matter to him, the chase. It's just pure, like, it's literally just like an old guy tickling his own nipples, you know. Right. And he's like, I'm fine with that. And that's that. It's over. Right, which I guess is probably like what he's getting, you know, maybe in the in the in the desert there, is that that's just what he really ultimately wants, you know, is to be the dude who can mm-hmm. like smoke weed and do peyote and win gambling and fuck the girl and you know, he's kind of like put on this face his whole life that he was supposed to be married and a dad to 
Meadow and AJ, but that was, you know, he wants to just be that wild, free animal that, like, or, like, you know, mm -hmm. that he's always respected more than people. Maybe that's I mean, it. I guess you're right. I don't know. Who knows, wow. really? Um, oh, no. Don't end a thought like that with that. <laughs> Who knows, really? Well, <laughs> you, did, you were you were going so hard, and then you said, "Who knows, really?" <laughs> with this show, you could never tell. I don't know. Um, the the older I get, <laughs> uh, I mean, can, can we just can we just throw out some moments here? Like, yeah, you know, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. He talks about the. I mean, so Pompeii and the devil. We talked about that. Uh, yes. I love that Paul Schaefer is on the TV when Kelly finds out that Chris dies. Fully, um, yes, yes, he's, I love that. He's 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 saying something like, "Yeah," <laughs> <laughs> she finds out her husband's dead. Incredible. That was a choice. That's that was a creative choice. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> when Tony <laughs> sees Chrissy's mom, and she's like collapsing, and he goes, "Fucking James Brown now." <laughs> like it's unbelievable. Um, what's up with Carlo? So I don't. Well, obviously we're gonna find out that he's an FBI informant pretty soon. Right. Right. But Walden. But, Walden. Yeah. I mean, is this Walden? This is not Walden's first episode, is it? We should have researched uh... this because I was kind of thinking about that. Like, I think they were going for humor there, where it's just kind of like. You know, as much as these guys talk about being a family, they're really not. And it's kind of like if your coworkers mm. just showed up to talk about someone who just died, like they would probably just say a bunch of just platitudes and nonsense, just kind of like, cool. Yeah. All right. So like pretty sad, you know, like they wouldn't really know what to say. And I feel like he I feel like it's so just two that... functions. Like he just doesn't know what to say. And also they had to kind of like we had to register who this character was. But they were just kind of going for humor, where he's just kind of, like, awkward and doesn't know how to actually be legitimately emotional. And it's just kind of like... But, they're, to... but they're good at humor. And yeah. this is not fun. This is just, like, a weird... Like, if... So, in other words, like, if Walden was, like, your improv partner, and he was just like, that might be Carlo. Oh wait, <laughs> well, see, that kind of is funny to me, actually, in a weird way. Like, he's just... <laughs> yeah, the... yeah, well, well, in <laughs> that context, improv... <laughs> In that context, it's funny as the shitty improv partner, but as the good improv partner, that's a terrible, terrible look, you know? But in a way, you have to be a really advanced, good improv partner to pull off something like that. So, Are you uh, saying Sill is a really good improv partner? Yeah, kind of. I think that's actually kind of funny. That's even funnier now that you describe it like that. <laughs> like, you just, it's, yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't know what it, that's, it's another weird thing. Um, I don't know. Th that I mean, was my take: is that he just had no idea what to actually say, and is so like just emotionally unintelligent. He couldn't even be like, "Wow, so, so sad." So you're saying, so you're saying he showed up to the party before the friend that invited him got there. Yeah, and he's just like awkward about it, and he's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, like I like I went to one of your friends' parties, and you got." stuck on the subway or something well not on the subway but you got stuck you know under 
quarantine. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> a so month late. <laughs> a month late. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm there and I'm like, oh, that should be Brendan might be here because yeah. I feel very awkward. You're saying exactly. that's what Walden is saying? Something like that. Or it's just kind of like he doesn't know how to actually uh like they don't actually give a shit about each other. They're ultimately just like coworkers. It just happens to be that like they have to show up and pretend to be respectful, you know, and like uh, one of those things. Uh, like they're really just awkward around each other because they're just mob guys and not used to being like open and vulnerable. And like, wow, this is really is sad. It's kind of like, eh, whatever. Who's gonna get? Who's gonna like uh, get the money he was making? You know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I just think that like it's just like the like the whole Kennedy and Heidi thing. The the um. Catherine Hepburn being interviewed by Dick Cavett. She's talking about acting and she's talking about how, um, you know, the, she went in for a while, she could laugh, she could cry, but then that stopped working. Mm-hmm. That's in there for a reason, you know, you know, the, yeah, you know what maybe. I'm talking about, right? That that's, that's the scene where, uh, you know, right after Tony has his dream sequence where he says, I've murdered friends before. He yeah. wakes up and Carmela wakes up. She turns on the TV and it's Catherine Hepburn talking about that and about how like her acting tricks just like stopped working. That's how I interpreted it. At least it's really apropos, you know, oh, yeah, none of that shit's a yeah. fucking, none of that shit's a fucking accident, dude. You know, like let's not, yeah. let's not be, let's not be silly about this. It's, it's, it's the bottom line is that, it's in there for a reason. There are only what three episodes left? Two? How many? Four, right? Or no? Oh no, three. <laughs> yeah, it's three. It's three. Yeah. Once again, once again, shit. We could have. Wait. So there's Blue Comet and then the last episode. But what comes before Blue Comet? Second coming. Mm. Second coming. Blue mm. Comet. Made in America. Yeah. There's three left after this. All right. So. Yeah, I mean, they're if not, anything... They're, like, they're not going to fuck around and waste time with Catherine Hepburn and, like, all this shit we're talking about, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, if anything, then, like, I guess I see it as more of a functional thing where it's like, I mean, Walden's going to kill Phil, so you have to know who he is, and then Carlo's yes. going te- to testify. It's the testify. best thing that ever happens. So you have to know, you have right. to just re- remember who Carlo is. He's not in the scene right now, uh, for whatever reason, I'm not sure why. He's in the episode at some point, though, right? He does show up later. I'm always going to remember Carlo because <laughs> I'm always going to remember Carlo too. because because of no, not because of his son, because of when Tony's in the car with him and Vito's on the run and he says like something like Vito earned 10 times what you did, so maybe you should start sucking cock. <laughs> <laughs> like that's one of the greatest lines and the look on Carlo's face cuz he's such a dumbass is just pr- he's like, "Huh?" <laughs> like he's really considering it or something yeah. you know it's just like i mean that's carlo's canonized from that moment i don't think yeah. we need to remember carlo i think that there's something there's some shit going on we're gonna get to bo- get to the bottom of it but um i don't know i guess we'll get there next week we're gonna do we're this gonna... fucking weekly because we're both on goddamn lockdown let's yeah, finish we, this we shit. should it's it's fun doing this way the only other thing I wanted I've, to mention... Yeah, because I don't have to see you. Oh, yeah. just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that about wraps it up. If we're going through moments, I feel like we have to mention AJ in therapy, mentioning that he's taking yes. uh, Israeli-Palestinian conflicts 
and how hard it was to pick it up in the middle, which just fucking kills me because it's like this just age old, <laughs> like as if he's gonna just pick it up even for the beginning anyway. Fucking kills me. Um, oh, I love that's it so some much. good shit. But also, of course, so we'll we'll get more AJ as we go. He's pretty big next week and uh, for like the remainder of the series, actually. Um, well, I mean, I I feel like there's. There's not a ton to say about AJ other than the fact that, like, I mean, obviously he has some very serious scenes, but yeah, he's going into he's going into darkness as well, right? Obviously, it's not as important that we like sort of dissect that. It's just very obvious that he's right. delving we'll get into there the world more. that his father was a part of. Yeah, right. Um, and then the only other thing I wanted to just quickly mention, I liked the callback of Carmela praying at Christopher's coffin a casket at the wake that was a nice little callback to when she prayed for him in the hospital i thought um way mm. back when he got shot in season two that was a uh the, the came full circle there which i thought was cool um and aside from that if you have anything else we, i guess we can get to like a couple questions i'm looking at her mentions now and people are still thinking this is a uh, low-key best april fool's joke um <laughs> no one's believing Honestly, that we're doing this, this, this right now this would be this would be so much better if we didn't record it <laughs> like i know so much funny now I'm, I'm mad that on, we didn't on do our that. part <laughs> <laughs> that makes I, me it makes me it makes me mad at them <laughs> yeah to quote to quote the episode yeah all right let's let's do a couple of questions there were a couple okay. of good ones in there I well of course like. a few people have asked also we you... can quote a couple of the really amazing responses because some of them were really good yeah, are you on the? You have the Twitter there. I'm. I, I looked at it. I love it. I'm gonna let you control the Twitter readings. Okay. Well, I, I, we got a couple questions. I think, or at least one, asking, "What do you think the characters on the show would be doing in quarantine? How would they be handling quarantine right now?" Right. So people said that the obvious answer is ventilators. There's no way they're gonna fuck with ventilators. That's oh the scam. That's hijacking. a scam question. Like what would they? How would they be scamming? Yeah, yeah. That that's interstate hijacking. You wanna be? You wanna do ten years in a federal pit prison for a stupid stunt like that? Like isn't that what Tony says? Something um, like that. Yeah. I I don't think they're gonna fuck with ventilators like ever. Like I'm sorry, but someone said that it, it, it's there's. Absolutely no way. They're going to do something really simple that we, first of all, they are not down for rent abatement. (laughs) (laughs) No, certainly not. The the federal program does not apply. Second of all, um, I do think they would do something along the lines of like, it would probably something that has to do with hand jobs. Um, Maybe like Instacart. Like, do do you think that like they? Oh, that's a... they'd, they'd get like the Instacart people and like put a gun to their head and be like, "You're gonna fucking deliver the groceries." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's not a bad I idea that... actually. Like forcing them to go through like so like the Satrigal's butcher, I guess, or something like that. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, we yeah. should be doing that. Is what I'm so, saying. Do you have a gun? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Yeah. You're not even in the same state. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'm in more of a gun-friendly state though, so I can try. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good next. one. And then as far as just like what they're doing in quarantine, I guess they're 
probably oh, i mean yeah. one of them starting a podcast like i guess christopher's dead at this point but i feel like he'd get into the podcast thing for sure aj might i feel like carlo Ca- carlo might start a part podcast he seems like he's like doing his best to be savvy and he might be like tone i heard about this podcast thing you know <laughs> like because he's so stupid but it would be about like nothing i don't know yeah i f- we're both um, right. <laughs> well, listen, it's not a competition, all right? Um, well, let me see. What else do we that. have? We have more reactions than questions, but that's okay. I uh, love the reactions. But my favorite reaction was whoever the whoever said that it's been so long since we've did an episode, they've had sex with two women. Yes, that, that was fantastic. <laughs> you know what? I got to tell you. That's not the truth for Brendan nor I. And no. so, uh, so you did better you know, than us. I, uh, that makes me, uh, mad, which makes me hate them. As says <laughs> in this episode. Uh, what role uh, I, I didn't, I didn't reference a specific, a specific person in the last one, but this is from at Josh, the doe. Uh, what role would you give Danny Sick. DeVito if he were to star in the Sopranos? Oh shit! You go. You got one. Um, you know it's not the obvious is Uncle June, but I don't like that one so much. I'm trying to think of who I would really like to get. Oh, so you're really thinking like if you were could replace one of the actors? Oh, you're gonna think of a brand new role because I think it'd be funny if he were to play like the priest for example and Carmela was still like as in love with him as the original casting of the priest but it was just Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> that really makes me laugh. Mon- Monsignor Jughead as yeah. <laughs> Danny DeVito. I was thinking like maybe he could be one of the uh, he's is he's Italian, right? But he, I feel like it would be amazing if he was one of the Hasidim, you know, and like Yeah, that's not bad. Like Furio's yelling at Danny DeVito, and he's like, "We want the, we want the rooms of fresh smelling." <laughs> and Danny DeVito's like, "What do you want me to do?" <laughs> um, he could also, I mean, honestly, like knowing the show, like they could use DeVito to be like some rando background character, or he could just actually do a cameo, like a fucking straight up cameo. And yeah, like, that's I true. think it would be amazing. I think it would be amazing if they were just like, "Yo, it's Danny DeVito." fucking amazing <laughs> you know what i mean like like because they do the billy baldwin thing but danny devito is like no doubt a way bigger star than fucking billy baldwin oh, you know for like, sure yeah danny, danny devito is like a straight up a-lister like almost de niro level frankly you know weirdly you're right actually which is kind of funny to say because i would not like think of that but that's true he's a big he's a he's a big it's dude true um yeah that's true i used to wait tables and i just think about like if i saw someone like how fucked up and like weird i would feel if i saw billy baldwin like i wouldn't give a shit but if i saw devito i would like lose my mind like, yeah I yeah would be, yeah i would be tripping absolutely i like that um so yeah maybe right, just like, straight next? up uh, what is your favorite iteration of Tony misquoting Dr. Melfi in an attempt to make him look, make himself look smart? This is from, uh, Karen's last ZD at Rivers with, Rivers with Anna, or Anna, I'm not sure. I would have to go okay, with, River- uh, 
I, I think just I know seniors who were inspired is my favorite one, just because it's so simple. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. That's okay. by far the best. Good to it's know. Just there's that's the long and the short. <laughs> it's like total horseshit. It's the biggest horseshit. Like maybe he ever says to his mother. It's great. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, a lot of people. Uh, this is not an April Fool's joke. I mean, it won't be posted today, so it'll be a couple days. But you guys, you'll see. You'll all see. All right. We this episode is coming out. Um, we did remember what episode we left off on, and, um... I mean, I, I, to, to be fair, I had to text Brendan just to make sure. That's true. I had to, well, I did have to also look back at my subscription, which I feel like was about to expire on, on my own podcast to make sure. Because for some reason yeah, I was like, your shit, iPhone did we do was this like, should I, should I delete your podcast right now? You haven't listened to the show in a really long time. You're like, no! <laughs> um, right. so... My wife is officially yeah, giving me the doesn't... tap tap. Okay, I'm, we with, her. Call I'm with her on that. Um, all right, so we'll be back uh, probably next week because we have nowhere to be to talk about the next episode. No, we'll episode. be back next week. Brendan, Brendan, we'll be back next week. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know. If we'll have to think of a new sign-off for the last couple episodes because I don't remember what we were signing off with last time. So for now, we'll just say goodbye, and um, uh, that's it. See you guys next week. And, and also text your friends and... Um... You know, when you see someone who's not social distancing enough from you, just be like, fuck off. Listen yeah. to no fucking ZD. You yes. know? <laughs> That'll get people far away from you immediately. You got it. No, you yeah. should say, fuck off. No it's fucking ZD is back. Fuck you. <laughs> um, all right. All right. We'll see you guys. Hush, little children, you'll understand. The Beatles are coming, they're gonna hold your hand Slide down the banister, go get your coat Ferry cross the messy and go for the throat